0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guests are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc.
1: It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirassi.
2: Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. This is a busy time of the year, and I hope everybody is enjoying their preparation for the holiday. So today's guest is going to be absolutely great. She's going to give us so many business tips, and um, we're going to discuss lots of challenges and accomplishments that she's had during her career. So before we get to our guest today, I'd like to share with you my business tip of the week. So, one thing I do every year is I actually take that last week of the year and I prepare. I close out my files for the end of the year and I make fresh new files. Um, I guess my business tip is what I am doing this year that's a little different is I'm starting early. Today is December 1st and I am going to take the entire month as opposed to just the last week, preparing to close out this year and to start out next year. So I just want to be ahead of the game so that I can start 2011 off with a big bang. And I thought maybe that would be a good business tip to share with you today. So with that, I would like to introduce my guest today. Her name is Beth Below. Beth is a professional speaker and a leadership coach. And what she specializes in is she helps introverts understand own and leverage their strengths. She challenges the introvert stereotypes and is on a mission to bridge the communication gap between the strong, silent types and the loud and proud. Her business, which is the Introvert Entrepreneur, provides products and services that are designed for introverts who want to be wildly successful while still being authentic. So with that, I would welcome I would like to welcome Beth below to Paying It Forward. Good morning Beth.
0: Good morning, Josephine. I'm excited to be
2: here. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, Beth. I'm so excited. I must say, I absolutely love interviewing coaches because by the end of my hour I end up learning a lot. And if I'm learning a lot, I know my listeners are. So I want to Great. thank you so much. So Beth oh, you're tell, tell us a little bit about your background. Um did you always think was this something you always wanted to do or how did you get involved in being a professional
0: coach? Well, I think my, I've had a long standing interest in personal development and always this, you know, curiosity about what makes us tick. And, Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of a personality test junkie, you know, all those quizzes in Cosmo (laughs) Cosmo, and all of that kind of stuff, you know, from an an early age, you know, teenage years. (laughs) But, um, But when I was in college, I took a Myers-Briggs assessment, and that's when I learned what an introvert truly was, and it really changed my perspective on who I was and how I was showing up. And I realized that um, I wasn't necessarily shy; I was an introvert, and I was, you know, I had a, a different way of, of moving a- around in the world. Um, so while all of that was sort of in the background and always an interest of mine, um, in the meantime, I was a, I was a music major in college and <laughs> went through getting a performance degree and got an arts administration master's degree, and then commenced to have a career in nonprofit um, administration. And really loved it and, and felt like I had found my my home and my peeps. And it was a move across the country that precipitated the career shift. Uh, my husband and I moved from Michigan out to Tacoma, Washington in November of 2007, so three years ago. Okay. And um, job market was a little soft <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. And um, and I, through some really fabulous synchronistic events, I, I connected with some coaches who worked with nonprofit organizations. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. I could mm-hmm. combine my my love of personal development with my nonprofit background. Um, so I went into coach training and um, got my certification last year, and have been um, coaching for two years now. And truly, I'm, I'm not doing the nonprofit side of things, ironically enough. But um, again, I feel like I have landed and found my home oh
2: this is great so how do you find like I guess my question Beth is you were able to do that self discovery to learn mm-hmm. that you were you were not a shy person you were an introvert how can you like help us try to um, like does somebody automatically know they're an introvert I guess that's what I'm trying to
0: say sure Uh, Not necessarily. I think, you know, the word introvert, like I, you know, offered you in that introduction was that there are a lot of stereotypes about it. So I think there are a lot of people who are introverts who don't know it. (laughs) Um, Right. Because the stereotype is shy or socially inept or afraid of people. And the difference, if you're an introvert, you can tell by two things, or, you know, many things, but there are two kind of key characteristics. One is it's where you get your energy. And so if you are... um, you recharge and you you get your your juices back by spending alone time, and you can go to the party, you can go to the event and be social, and it drains you, you know. So you you're, you drain from the social interaction, but you gain energy from solitude. Mm-hmm. And whereas the extrovert gains energy from being social and interacting with other people, so they go to the party, and when the party's over most likely they're ready to go to the next thing they're like okay what's next (laughs) whereas the introverts like you know sort of watch you know having a good time and and whatnot but looking at their clock and saying okay hmm, i wonder if it's socially acceptable to leave now because i'd like to go home
2: (laughs) okay Um, all right i now i understand it and um what is the difference like between the intro an introvert and being
0: shy like how can you distinguish the two Sure. Being shy is more of a um, social, it's more of an anxiety, and it's more of, I want to be with other people, but I am afraid, or I have, you know, I have fear around it, or I don't know quite how to do it, and it's uncomfortable. Whereas the introvert is by choosing, it's more of a choice. I'm choosing to be with other people, or I'm choosing to be alone. So it's whether you're coming from a place of choice, or it's, or it's fear so so shyness is a fear and and it's more of a um it, like i said social anxiety and a behavior as opposed to introversion which is a personality trait okay all right
2: that was that a great explanation oh yeah absolutely it's kind of um I'm such an extrovert, I can't even tell you, Beth. And um, It's so funny because I look back at my life and I try to think, well, who is an introvert? And it's funny, I bet you that the extroverts probably hook up and surround themselves more with extroverts and the introverts probably do the same.
0: Mm -hmm. My husband is an introvert. A lot of my very, very close friends are introverts. And so I think there is a certain amount of that. But I've had a fabulous collaboration with an extrovert. And the balance of the energy and knowing each other's personalities, we're learning a lot from each other.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so many times, I mean, I respect introverts so much because so many times I say to myself, just be quiet. And, you know, I really, really, Beth, make a true effort to make sure that I listen. As an extrovert, we have to be really good listeners in order not to be overwhelming to people. You know, and I think that that's something an introvert
0: never has to worry about. Right, right. Ours is more like, how do I get my, myself heard, you know, when when there's yeah. other stuff going on? Yeah, because we would have a tendency to be quiet for too long as opposed to talk for too long. <laughs>
2: right, but but they both have, you know, great, um, I don't know, aspects, I guess I, I want to say. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right, so
2: so Beth now how do you find your clients? Like, do you advertise as an introvert, expert? You know, how does that all work?
0: Sure. Um, well, it actually kind of comes back to one of the tips I'm going to share later, but it's, it has to do with, you know, showing up and showing up consistently. And, and so I have a Facebook presence. I've um, got a blog and a podcast. And actually, the podcast has been very successful in attracting clients because I think they, they hear me, they get to know my personality, and, um, and I'm offering something of value very you know consistently just like you are and so um it's not like introverts are hanging out anywhere in particular (laughs) so you have to kind of create create that space so i think like through the facebook page i've created a community where it didn't exist before and um and then, the, and it's interesting. There's this whole like I think this um, quiet <laughs> movement yeah. of of bloggers and writers who are also writing about being an introvert, and so you know connecting with them and showing up there is another way that I connect with with other people.
2: Yeah, I think it's great, but I must say, Beth, the internet has done so much and has probably been an incredible tool for introverts because I'll tell you recently I'm in the process of repackaging my um redesigning the package of my product and I'll tell you I did the most amazing thing I went to guru.com did you ever hear of that site no no it's an amazing site that if you need work done you literally go and put your job description um, down and you have people bid on your project and it's Mm -hmm. the most amazing thing that people from all over the world can bid on your project and as an introvert you can actually do a major project from your home office and get paid for it so it's quite interesting how you know, they can fulfill a job need or whatever through the Internet. I don't know if that's a good thing, Beth, or a bad thing, but I'm just (laughs) saying that, you know, times have changed so much that if somebody is really, really shy, you know, to go to the office every day, I could just see that that would be a grueling thing, whereas now they could be happy as a pigeon sitting home and actually getting paid for their really hard work, you know.
0: Yeah, we have a lot more choices about how we create our work environment, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, which is great, but I can't believe our first segment is already over, Beth. Yeah, that was quick. We're going to come up on a quick break here, and when we get back, um, I'm going to like to discuss some of the challenges that you've been up against. So we'll be back shortly.
1: We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Right after these on toginet.com.
2: Hello. Today we're looking at the correct way to eat corny dogs and fried
0: chicken with a fork.
1: Not. This is not your hair in a bun with pearls on etiquette class. It's time for How Not to Act with Melanie Broyles. Mondays at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com here as Melanie shows us how practicing good manners should be a way of life. How poise and self-confidence help young people feel good about themselves. And how a child of a healthy self-esteem becomes the adult with a positive sense of self. Royals understands that etiquette is a sensitive topic and has found ways to use humor to make etiquette more fun. For more on Melanie and her programs go to EtiquetteStLouis.com Etiquette is not about impressing people. It's about using kindness, courtesy, and respect in every part of our daily lives. Melanie feels that every one should have the opportunity to feel comfortable in social and business situations. So be here for How Not to Act with Melanie Broyles. Mondays at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not So Soccer Bomb, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on TogiNet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad, the Not So Soccer Bomb will weigh in on it all. The sentence I have no opinion about that is one that Jill has never uttered. Everybody's In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girosi on Joginhead.com.
2: Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here at Paying It Forward, and our guest today is Beth Below, um, from the introvertentrepreneur.com. So, Beth, we were just talking about how you got started with your business, and um, I would love to discuss some challenges that you've experienced. What are like the top challenges that you might want to share with our listeners that maybe they can learn from?
0: Well, the first one is um, one I think that I experienced almost from day one, and that is getting attached to an outcome. So expecting something, um, getting attached to something very specific happening, and when I when I did you know when I did that, that meant that. Um, I was often forcing things and, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of trying to, to make things happen that weren't happening naturally. And I think specifically of one, one um, offering that I tried, which was a webinar that I wanted to charge for. And I was really attached to charging for it. And, you know, I thought, I've got, I, I can't keep giving things away. Right. I need to start having some revenue. And, I wasn't getting the response that I wanted um, and was feeling really frustrated. And I kind of clung to that, um, the importance of the money piece for, you know, a month or two. And then, you know, I had a conversation with somebody and she said, just let that go. You know, let that go mm-hmm. because is that really the most important thing that you're trying to do here? I said, Well, no, it's it's really to uh to connect with some new people, to share information, to, you know, get experience in doing a webinar and she said, Well just give it away, you know, for now. Just do it for free And so once I did that registrations came in you know we had a great great. experience you know so so as long as I was attached to a particular outcome of how it was supposed Mm -hmm. to look like or how it should be yeah I was I was stuck really um yeah and so
2: I I must say one thing about when you write when you start your own business I I have started up about three businesses and the most amazing thing to me is how you have an idea of what you want to do with your business on day one. And to me, it's just so funny. It's almost like a ball that starts rolling. And it you end up a month later doing something completely different than you thought you were going to do the month prior. And then by the end of the year, things just – it's almost like um, – Your customers, your clients start dictating how your business should be developed, and things do change. And I think being able to adapt, like you said, not getting attached to the outcome actually does help your business. It's all about what we were talking about before is about listening and listening to your clients and giving them Mm -hmm. what they want. But it's so amazing. I don't know if you feel the same way that I do, but I'm just like, wow. My business is going in a completely different direction. I had no idea that the demand for my gloves was going to be in hospitals as opposed to in public restrooms.
0: Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. If you, yeah, we, we make certain assumptions, and we have these, these ideas. And the more open we are, yeah. the more likely it's going to evolve into something way more successful than we might have even be able, been able to envision in the beginning. Yeah, um, I think you're and, 100% and, yeah.
2: right. Keeping open, keeping an open mind, right from mm-hmm. the beginning.
0: Yeah, and that doesn't mean you don't set intentions and have goals, but it's right. it's more about you know what do I want to experience out of this as opposed to you know I'm going to serve these people at this time and charge this much and da 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 da. da. It might change as you as you move forward and 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 if you're listening, like you said. Um, a second challenge, and I don't, know that, I don't know if this is specific to coaches and, and other types of consultants or if lots of business owners struggle with this. My sense is lots of us do, but setting a value for our services and sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because we, you know, especially coaches, we, we're really, you know, we're coming from our hearts. We're, we're mm-hmm. doing this because we love it and we want to help people. And... Um, and we feel like, oh, it's just a phone call or it's just a conversation or, oh, it comes so naturally to me or, oh, it's so easy or, oh, I enjoy it or, oh, this person really needs help. Right. <laughs> and and we get a little, um, you know, we, we forget that it, it's a business and we forget that what we have is is truly valuable. And we also under, we undervalue ourselves because we think, well, you know, I've only been doing this for two years. Well, the truth is I've been doing it for 15 in different ways, and I'm bringing 15 years of experience to my clients, not just, you know, two years of of the actual, like, hands-on piece. And so, you know, there's so much temptation to be giving things away. Yeah. And I
2: think I think you're so right Beth and we've I've had um lots of coaches on my show and one that comes to mind is Lara Galloway. She's an incredible coach. Um she moved to Canada but now she's moving back to the US but um that's exactly what she was talking about she worked really hard on getting her certification and she just decided that she was going to work a certain number of hours during the week but she values her time so much because she realizes that time she's giving to her clients she's not spending with her family or she's not doing other things and that's when she kind of put her foot down and said you know what this is what I'm worth and that's what I'm going to request from my clients and I'll I'll tell you, she's got a line out the door of clients waiting to, you know, to have her coach them. So I think Mm -hmm. you're so right about that, Beth, that you have to value what you're bringing to the table. And I love what you just said. You're so right. It has nothing to do with the past two years. Certification is, you know, going through the process. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the truth of the matter is, like you said, You've been a professional for 15 years, and that's what comes into play, and that's what you're able to provide to your clients, which I think is amazing. Thank so, you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but it's true. It's true as, yeah. a, as a client. But I love the fact that you sat down and you figured out your niche. I mean, you're really helping those people that wouldn't normally be able to go forward and request help from from mm-hmm. a coach and i think that's so smart of you to get your expertise and get your niche market so that was great so setting a value for your services and sticking to it so that was your challenge number 2
0: yes and and challenge number 3 I'm thinking this is probably true for lots of people, and that's getting distracted by bright, shiny objects. That's <laughs> and bright, interesting. Shiny
1: objects, <laughs> bright, <laughs> shiny
0: objects are anything that kind of, you know, sparkles and catches your attention, and you go, ooh, wouldn't that be kind of fun? And it can take the form of social media. It can be, you know, a particular... Uh, uh-huh. A workshop or a project. It could be a partnership. That seems like, ooh, you know, that's not quite what I do, but boy, that would be fun. Um, and so it's kind of anything that that is a little bit distracting and shiny and fun. That that actually all of those things make us feel busy. They make us feel yeah. like, oh, I'm being productive. I'm doing something. Oh, I just spent all my day doing X, Y, Z. When in mm-hmm. truth, often they're distracting us, and they sometimes even serve as like avoidance That's- mechanisms. You know, like procrastination yes. from actually like picking up the phone and calling a prospective client, or you know, um, or do, you know, doing that that. Um, the work that it is of a business. And so I, I found, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs>
2: no, I think that that's such a great point. And I know you've written for the toilet paper entrepreneur and mm-hmm. Mike McCallowitz was a guest on my show and he had great. one of the best tips that I thought was great. He said in the morning, when you sit down and you write your list of things to do, he said, put a dollar sign next to the things that are actually going to generate you income. And that's what you need to work on first. And I yep. thought that was really kind of brilliant because as entrepreneurs, we're working, lots of us in our home offices, it's so easy to get distracted. It really is. Yeah. And one, one of it my is. biggest challenges, Beth, is I'm, I'm an organization nut, but like I said on one of my shows a couple of weeks ago, Being organized and working efficiently are two different things, and my goal is to really learn how to work so efficiently that I won't have to be strapped down to my business where I'll be able to run my business and spend more time with my kids.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between you running your business and your business running you. Yeah. And when we get distracted, you know, when I get distracted by bright, shiny objects, which, you know, continues to be a challenge, but I feel like, you know, admitting it is the first step to recovery. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, that's when I start to get really worn down and tired. And um, I don't have this as a tip later, but I'm going to offer it really quickly now. One of the things that's helped me with that challenge is getting an accountability partner. Uh-huh. And so twice a week, we have a quick five to 10 minute call and Mm -hmm. we say, okay, so here's what I'm going to get accomplished today. And I want to be held accountable for. And then we schedule a call later in that same day and say, okay, so how'd it go? And so knowing that, okay, I've got five hours to do these five things Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference in my, um, my discipline really, and in my intention to focus. So it, it helps me to keep from getting too distracted.
2: I love that idea, and I must say, I have a girlfriend that we are accountability partners, and she calls me, I call her, and it's so funny because we just had this conversation the other day, and we said, gosh, do you remember that In one week, for whatever reason, all the cards lined up right for both of us. We were getting quoted in magazines. Mm. We were writing articles. Everything was coming together for us. And you know what happens when you have a really good person that you can count on and that encourages you? I kind of felt like we were feeding off of each other's success. And that's what motivated both of us to move along so quickly. And Mm -hmm. um, then there are the days that we're not as productive, and we talk to each other, and we're like, okay, why are we not as productive today as we were last week? And, you know, that's when the encouragement comes in from both sides. So I love the idea about the accountability partner. I think you're so right about that.
0: Yeah. Sounds like you've experienced it in a powerful way.
2: Yeah, and it's all trial and error, too, you know, but um, Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point. And the fact that you bring up social media, we're coming up on a break now, but social media, the way that – I am able to manage it is, Beth, I just allow myself one hour a day for social media, and that's it. Because so many times I would be on Facebook, and I look at the clock two hours later, I'm like, oh my God, what just happened <laughs> to those two hours? And I know it exactly. happens to so many people, so oh yeah, yeah, Guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah, as far as social media goes. But we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Paying It Forward. Thanks, we'll be everyone. We'll
1: be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirossi, right after these on toginet.com.
2: The American Rock and Roll Countdown
1: with Alex Brown. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning we're gonna flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American
0: Rock and Roll Countdown
1: on Togenet. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on Toginet.com. with kids in the summer, how to set up your one-room schoolhouse, how obedience is paramount, and what to do with those snakes. Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com.
2: Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Beth Below from the introvertentrepreneur.com. So, Beth, before we get started with our second half of Paying It Forward, I'd love to give you an opportunity to just um, let my listeners know where they can reach you if they have any questions about Coaching. if they have any questions about being an introvert. How can anybody get in
0: touch with you? Well, I, I have two websites I'd like to share. The first is the introvertentrepreneur.com. And from there, you can find me on LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and um, another, you know, all, all variety of social media. And that's where you can find my blog as well as my podcast. And I publish both of those weekly. And you can also um, join in a conversation that happens every day on Facebook at facebook.com slash the introvert entrepreneur. And I'm proud to say we're about more a little more than 1300 strong and um yeah sharing great stuff every day so join us
2: oh that sounds so great beth i think i'm gonna have to join
0: (laughs) we do have we have some extroverts so you are very welcome to join us (laughs) (laughs) thank you beth i'm
2: always out for some business tips but that's amazing (laughs) that you got 1300 people how did you build up to that how long did it take to get there
0: Well, I launched that page in July. So it's been about five and a half months and um, I let it build some momentum for a while and got a few hundred people. And that was primarily some people who had come from my old business page and and transferred over. Um, But then I I actually did some Facebook ads and that really helped to raise awareness and and draw people to the page. And so as a result of that, I've met some great people I, I wouldn't have met otherwise. So I really do recommend somebody looking to grow their page to take, look at the ads
2: oh that sounds really good now what is your facebook again beth
0: um it's facebook.com slash the introvert entrepreneur okay
2: are you there beth yes i am okay our connection is a little um i don't know what's going on with our connection can you hear me yes i can Okay, yes. good, It's just a little broken up, okay, so Beth, um, so that's great. So social media is wonderful, and, like we said, as long as we limit it and it we don't make it too much of a distraction um for our main business, right, okay, so with that, let's move along. So now we've covered the challenges that you've experienced. Let's talk about some accomplishments. Tell us yeah. um, share with us. Uh, I know you have some really good accomplishments that um, you can share with us.
0: Yeah, well, the first one is has to do with finding my niche. And this this could actually go anywhere in our conversation of challenge, a tip, or accomplishment because okay, it good. is you know it's really all encompassing um, because we we know from the beginning of forming our businesses, there's a lot of um, conversation about finding your ideal client finding your target market. And when I first started my business, I put a lot of pressure on myself to figure that out. And I mm-hmm. read a lot of articles and talked to a lot of people and searched a lot of websites and um, I was getting really frustrated. And about a year ago, I just decided, you know, I'm going to let go. I'm just gonna I've got some clients and I'm just gonna do show up as best as I can for my clients, learn from them, continue to speak from my heart, see who comes who see who shows up and go from there. And um, one day I sat down and I wrote out client profiles. So I, I took the clients I had, I think I had about eight or nine at the time. Mm-hmm. And I wrote detailed profiles for each one of them. And in the margin, I wrote whether I thought they were an introvert or an extrovert. And at the time, I noticed, hmm, all of these people are introverts except for maybe one of them. And I just thought, oh, that's curious. Okay. Beth, and I put hold the on notebook one second. Away.
2: Beth, oh, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but can you tell us more about the profile that you set down and you, you know, how did you break that up?
0: Sure. Well, what I did was I just, I sat down and first I just said the the general generic demographic information. So male, 45, lives in the Midwest, does this for a living, that sort of thing. Then I wrote, what did they come to coaching for? Mm -hmm. So just key things like career development or um, values clarification. Then I wrote down what we were working on, what what we actually were talking about, because sometimes that's different than what they originally came for. And then what words were showing up a lot. And what and what values did that person have? And so the idea, I did that for each of my clients and I was looking for themes. I was like, What's what's the common thread linking all of these people together? And I wasn't finding it. And I think that's when I said, Okay, I'm just gonna close the notebook and just keep showing up. And then I was in a um because to me, I thought, well, I don't know if a niche can be defined by values, you know, like shared values. So right. I thought, I've just got to sit on this a little bit. And I was at a um, business development workshop um facilitated by a woman named Julie Fleming, who is out of Atlanta, and she started talking about ideal clients and markets, and she said, you look at demographics, but you also look at psychographics, and I said, oh, psychographics, so there is some validity to this, and I happened to have that notebook where I had the profiles written. And I looked, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's right there, introverts." And so it just—that's when it clicked for me that it was kind of staring me at the face the whole time. Oh, and wow. uh, right there in that workshop, I just declared my target market is introverts, and and even maybe extroverts who want to get in touch with their inner introvert, you know? Well, that's, great. <laughs> um, haven't, that's great. Haven't gone that path yet, but that's so I feel like, you know, once again, it goes back to that not being attached to outcome. Yeah. To being open to what shows up. And so as I was able to be open to what showed up, it just snapped into place and as soon as I did that, I started getting, you know, connections with media and connections with clients and it was so much clearer about what did I want to write about? What what was my message? What was my voice? Yeah, this um, is
2: great. But Beth, I have a question about the psychographics. So exactly yeah. what what are you looking for in psychographics? Everybody kind of knows what demographics are, but what mm-hmm. are the what are psychographics?
0: Oh, good question. I'm trying to remember exactly what she was. Besides the, the sort of personality traits, values, um, are they you know someone with um, particular hobbies? You okay. know, so you know, I attract outdoorsy types, or I'm more in the the tech field. You know, so so it's more about the choices we make. So the demographics might be like, I'm born this way, you know, I'm born okay. female and whatever. But the psychographics are more about like, what is the psychology that I've chosen to, 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 you know, what are the choices I've made that form my personality? And it's much okay. less um, its much less tangible than demographics. So I don't think you see that as much, but I think people layer psychographics on top of a demographic that they choose. Oh, it, I think
2: you're so In right. So, Beth, uh, what I've learned by doing all of my interviews with the radio show and by doing my business and being part, a part of a lot of the mom entrepreneur support groups out there, The thing that I'm learning is that running a business based on a service and running a business based on a product are so-so. They're similar, but they're very different. And it's funny because as you're speaking, I feel like i have to translate everything in my mind to go from a service to a product but okay. it, it truly applies and what's so fascinating is what you just did for myself and for my listeners is that you helped us define who our real client is but in true true detail and I think you're so right. I love the fact that you went to your existing clients and figured out their profile because mm-hmm. your existing clients are probably going to be um, – your new clients are probably going to have the same demographics and psychographics that your existing clients have. And right. I think that is really important. So, for those listeners out there who have products like myself, I think the most important thing is go back and figure out who's buying your product. Why are they buying their, the product? So, who mm-hmm. the who is the demographic, but the psychographic is the why. Am I right, Beth?
0: You are right. You are right. And you shared that story with your your product that originally you thought it was going to be one market and it turned out to be another. And so really listening to that will uh, keep you open and keep you from getting, like, stubborn down a path that's not working.
2: Yeah. So I think that's great. So what a great and important accomplishment to have figured out choosing your niche. And I think you've done a great job at that. So thank you for sharing those really good tips. You're welcome. All right, so let's move on to number two, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, the second accomplishment is very recent and about to um, manifest, and that is getting selected to be one of the speakers at Ignite Seattle. And if your listeners aren't familiar with Ignite, it started in Seattle. And um, are you familiar with TED, the technology, entertainment, oh, yes. design? Conference. Yes. Well, I I think of it as kind of like a mini TED, <laughs> um, uh-huh. where they choose you know sixteen speakers. You made I made a pitch, and my pitch was five reasons introverts rock the business world, and um, we get five minutes on stage. We have twenty PowerPoint slides that auto advance every fifteen seconds. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> and I was with my yeah I was practicing with a, a couple of people yesterday, and boy, that five minutes flies yeah. and um and so it's there's that added challenge and so um I'm, I was really it's the first time i've uh you know applied to, or made a pitch to to be part of that and um it's this is the twelfth ignite that Seattle has had, and now they have ignite events i think all over the world and um and it's grown each time. And so I think they said at Ignite 11, there were about 500 people maybe in the audience. And so I'm fully expecting and, and hoping that there's a, there's a full house next Tuesday night. So um, it's one of the things I love about it and why I consider mm-hmm. it you know, a big accomplishment besides just you know, being able to um, be selected and, and uh, do that sort of unique format. Is that it's another way of kind of challenging that stereotype of the introvert as someone who doesn't like to be on stage or someone who doesn't like to be in the spotlight. Um, oh, sure. I actually enjoy that role and, and, yeah. um, and want more of it. So it's my, my presence there, I think serves a couple of purposes. <laughs>
2: Well, I wish you so much luck with it. I'm sure you're going to do great. And I have to tell you, one thing that I always think about before I give a big presentation in front of a lot of people is I always think of that Olympian skater who actually came from my area, just um, from Long Island her name was Sarah Hughes. And do you remember she was in the Olympics? She was going up against the top um, Olympian skaters. And there she was a young girl that just went out on that ice. And she had so much fun. She smiled the whole time. She didn't care what anybody thought about her. She was going to have fun. And I think that as an introvert, if you were to think that way, to say, you know what, I'm just going to have fun for myself. I don't care about anybody in that audience. I'm just going to have fun. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, might help, but I think of that often, and... um it could just make it fun. I think that's the yeah. answer. But um, All right, we're coming up to another break here. We're going to come back um, for our last segment of Paying It Forward, and we're going to talk about some business tips that Beth Below from the Introvert is going to share with us. So we'll be back shortly. Thanks, everyone.
1: We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirossi, right after these on Tugginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Tugginet. And then be a part of Girlfriend the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central.
2: You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to them woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to mm-hmm. have somebody that you go, she gets me.
1: Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt. And Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on TogiNet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents' Plate is here to help you. The Parents' Plate with Brenda Nixon, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on TogiNet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents' Plate does. The Parents' Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts. In authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com.
2: Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. So we have Beth Below from the Introvert Entrepreneur, and we were just discussing accomplishments, and we actually... Got through two of them. Before we move on to um, five incredible business tips, I'd like to just discuss that third accomplishment, Beth, because I think it's really worth
0: uh, worthwhile. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yes, and that is, you know, I, I launched. I've launched a successful podcast. And, uh, you know, as you know, there's a lot of power in people being able to hear your voice (laughs) and and get to know you that way. And what I, what, again, this is like open to outcome, not attached, but it's also about thinking about what your potential clients and customers want as opposed to what I would want. And so I'm, you know, confession time, I'm not a huge podcast listener. I'm not, I'm more of a reader. Okay information. Yet, I love doing the podcast, and I find other people really like it. So, it's um, so it's making sure that I'm not just thinking about what my preferences are, but what are the preferences of the people I want to reach. And so, the podcast, I think, has opened me up to a lot more people than would have I would have otherwise if I had just stuck with writing information, you know? Yeah.
2: so I have a confession that to make, Beth. I mean, I always try to multitask, And what I do is I love listening to podcasts when I'm trying to clean up my office. You know, when Mm -hmm. I see papers piled up on my desk and I've got to do some filing and things like that, I love to throw a really good podcast on. And I feel like I'm able to actually do two things at the same time. So I do think a lot of people are starting to listen to
0: podcasts
2: a lot more than they used to.
0: Absolutely, and like you said, I, I got somebody who said, "Oh, I love to listen to your podcast while I garden, or yeah. while I'm doing art in my shop." You know, so uh-huh. it's. I think it's about meeting the needs of your clients and customers, and and thinking beyond just what you want, but what they want. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I
2: think that's wonderful. So, so the podcast is really the way to go because you know what? It gives you that personal connection too. Oh I yeah, don't know about absolutely. You, Beth, but when I listen like to certain podcasts, you really feel like you get to know that person and I think it's amazing and it it's incredible, you know, how you can download all of these podcasts through iTunes. You know, anybody can go back and listen to 40 of my podcasts for the past year and it's amazing that You can multitask. We live in a society where everybody's got to accomplish as much as they possibly can in a short amount of time.
0: Right, right.
2: I just love the technology today that you can just, you know, throw that on your iPod touch and go for a walk outside while you're walking your dog. You're listening and learning at the same time. So I'm glad that we took the time to mention that you do have a successful podcast. You do an amazing job and you have a following. So. Good luck with that. That's great. So we're going to move right along to our five business tips, Beth.
0: Well, um, I know we're short on time, so I'm going to kind of race through these a little bit (laughs) because I think these are good. (laughs) I won't go too fast, but um, some of these we've touched on. Um, The first one is show up, show up show up, (laughs) you know, keep going to events. I think that's especially important for the introvert. Um, And even when you're not ready, again, introverts often like to, we like to be prepared. We want to be prepared with the answers. We want to know what we're talking about. We don't want to be caught off guard. And so I know I said before when I was beginning my business, I've heard colleagues recently say, well, I can't go to that conference or I can't go to that networking event because I don't have my business cards or I don't have my website or I don't know my niche. Go anyway. It's Uh. critically important that you start showing up and start talking to people because that's how you're going to learn what – that's how you're going to prepare yourself. You know, if you you look at it as practice as opposed to a performance, then, you know, you you kind of forgive yourself and you can show up and who knows who you're going to meet or what you're going to learn or what aha moment you're going to have when you're having a conversation with somebody. You know, I think
2: you're so right about that that, Beth. What comes to mind is um, a couple of months ago, it was um, a September morning. My local college was having um, a get-together, and I was thinking that I might possibly hire an intern to come and help with my business a little. And it was a crazy morning. The kids were just starting to get back to school, so I was trying to get the morning routine down for the kids. I had to make sure they were on the bus. And um, I had to drive all the way to this college. And part of me, I felt like I had 10 pounds of sand on top of each of my feet, you know, each foot. Each foot had 10 pounds of sand holding me back. And I kept saying to myself, Gosh, I really should go, but I don't want to go, but I really should go. The whole way in the car, I'm driving there, I'm like, it was a half hour away. And I'm saying to myself, Oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I have so much work to do. Well, let me tell you, Beth, you're so right. Just by showing up, I can't even tell you the most amazing thing happened. I met the most amazing people who have helped me with my business tremendously. So I agree with you. I love that business tip. Showing up is crucial, and it's important because it's not going to happen with you sitting at your desk at home.
0: Definitely not. (laughs) Okay. Sounds and, good. Yeah. So, so the second tip is um, be willing to go through some strategic trial and error, and I think the key word there is strategic, because we've probably all heard that expression about like my marketing strategy is throw you know throw the spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks, uh-huh. um, and there's a certain. Um, there's a certain amount of that that happens, especially in the beginning. What I would encourage people to do and what's worked for me is to have to, to reframe that as research and development. You know, it's your research and development time. And that you're being very strategic and very intentional. So you're still putting things out there that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with this. Um, I, I am going to see if it sticks. But you have a different intention behind it of really paying attention to what are the results? what do pe- How are people responding to it? How do I feel? about delivering it and whether or not it it met my my objectives and so being able to um, step away from it a little bit be strategic and evaluate it as you go um, is much more likely to get you to a a really clear strategy faster than just like okay i'm just going to start throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks Yeah. So, there's something about the intention that goes behind it, and this this goes back to something we were talking about before, which is, when in doubt, ask ask people what they want, ask people what they need. You know, instead of making assumptions, just take the time. Do you know it's so easy now with the internet? You do a quick SurveyMonkey survey Uh or a quick call for information on Facebook. Find out what people want and need. And so that way you're not like, well, I think that they might want to know about networking. Well, find out. <laughs> you know, yeah, no. It's super simple
2: now. I agree with you so much that you just have to stay focused. And, yeah, I, I agree with you that the research and development is super important. And there's nothing better than the research that you do. And you receive directly from your customers, the people who are actually going to use your product or service. So I think that that's really, really key and very, very important. So be willing to go through strategic trial and error. And it yes. also goes back to what you were saying before about getting attached to the outcome. So
0: absolutely, you know, that's it. All comes that together. Be the theme. Exactly. I think that's the running theme for our conversation this morning is, you know, being open to outcome and not attached. Because if you're, if you're attached to something, you're not going to be open to that research. You're not going to be open to the results. And so it's more being open like and, and coming from a place of curiosity. Like, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder who's going to show up. That's one way to shift that from being attached to something to being open um, because it's often not obvious how something is going to happen it's I'm, I'm sure you've probably experienced this josephine it is not a straight line from a to z <laughs> oh. <laughs> to get what you want <laughs> yeah there are a lot so, of bends it's in
2: the not road. i yeah. have to tell you as far as my business goes, going from A to Z, it's been a zigzag. And then the problem is, once you get to Z, you're right back at A and you're exactly. starting all over again. And you're yep. paying twice for everything all over again because you've learned that everything you did the first time wasn't quite right. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. fun, challenging, and um, it's very, very interesting. But I have to tell yeah. you, perseverance is so important <laughs> and you just have oh, to yeah. keep going, going yep. forward. So I think that's great. So, okay, let's go on to tip number three. Yeah. Num- or, or that was oh,
0: actually wait, is number just- three about being open to outcome. Um, it's just in such a theme that it sort of blends in with everything else. Um, but I would encourage people, you know, to think about releasing attachment. And, and when you find yourself, well, it should be this way. It should work that way. You know, shoulds, we've all learned over time, are dangerous little word. You know, it's a dangerous little word, and it can yeah. keep us stuck. So be aware of those. And um, if you hear it yourself saying should, pay special attention because okay. it probably means you're not – making some sort of intentional choice. Um, The fourth tip is to give people an opportunity to say yes to you, rather than preemptively deciding that they're gonna say no, (laughs) and that 's something i 've been learning recently um, with business development, and that is okay so i 've got this list of leads of people that I would like to approach to do a speaking engagement. Well, if I get too nervous if I decide oh they 're going to be really busy or oh, they might not be interested or um, maybe I ought to wait until january or whatever i 'm kind of deciding that that they're saying no without them. Giving them the opportunity to say yes or no. You see what I mean? Right, so I'm kind of deciding for them. <laughs> right. And um, Wayne Gretzky's got a great quote that says, You miss every shot you don't take. Okay. And so, you know, there, you, you got to keep taking shots. And you're going to miss yeah. some of the shots, but then if you don't shoot, if you don't, you know, yeah. make that pitch, you'll never get a yes. Yeah, that's one of my favorite
2: things. If you don't shoot, you don't score. And you're right. Allow your clients the opportunity to say yes. So,
0: and our final tip, we're just coming up. Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to getting clients and customers, it's about inviting and attracting. I hear so often people say, I need clients. I have to get clients. I need to find clients. And when you're using those words, they're very fear-based. And instead, if you think about, I'm inviting people to take up what I have to offer. Or, you know, I want to attract people. I think that's...
2: That's really, That's really important when it comes to clients and customers. It's a, about inviting and attracting, not needing, getting, or finding. Well, yeah. I have to say, what incredible tips you've shared with us! It's Beth Below from the IntrovertEntrepreneur.com was our guest today. Beth, thank you so much for all of the great information, and I hope everyone has a wonderful week. And we'll see you next week again on Paying It Forward. Have thank a great
1: you week, for everyone. Being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Talking at This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week, we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned,